I saw this ad once where a woman uh, gets into a car in a parking lot and all you see is a man uh, reaching into the car grabbing this woman quite violently and throwing her out of the car and with the music and the backtrack and the way this plays out you kind of wonder what's going on here it, it looks as if he's um, abusing her in some way or attacking her and then the camera zooms out and you see that the car is on fire and what the man was attempting to do was to rescue her and uh, it was an ad I think for a news agency which just said we give you the bigger picture and so as we continue this sort of study of Job um, chapters 4 and 5 are where uh, Job's first friend uh, speaks out and you'll recall that the three friends came and sat with Job and their intention was to comfort him and I think in these two chapters and for a number of chapters thereafter we'll see that to some extent their their intention becomes betrayed a bit by what they actually say um, sort of betrayed by judgment and I guess a feeling of not really knowing what to do or what to say and it's a good thing for us to reflect on when we meet with people or people in our life require our comfort and our um, friendship I think these chapters give us some hints as to what not to do and perhaps what to do so Joe's friend is called Eliphaz and uh, he says to Job sort of starts with a bit of flattery and says well your words have put stumbling people on their feet uh, it's put fresh hope in people who are about to collapse Job but now you're in trouble and because you're hurting um, shouldn't your devout life give you hope and confidence now? So basically, should you not listen to your own advice that you've been dishing out? Um, and he, he carries on to say, it's, it's my observation that those who plow evil um, and sow trouble reap evil and trouble he's basically saying to job job you're in this mess because you've done something wrong you've sinned against god and therein lies to some extent the small human picture and indeed the fallacy of the just world myth the just world myth basically says exactly that that you 
you do good things, you get blessed by God. You do bad things, um, you get disciplined by God. So, so good deeds follow rewards, or, or rewards follow good deeds. Um, bad deeds and bad things are followed by some sort of calamity. And although there is some logic to that, and I'm sure we can think of some examples, it's not exactly how the world works. Um, Eliphaz goes, it, 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 just, it, it sort of centers around the, the question of why do bad things happen to good people, which is an existential question. Um, but Eliphaz goes on to say, you know, have you ever seen an innocent person suffer? And as I read that, I thought, yeah, I have. It happens. It happens. And so to some extent, although Eliphaz, I think, is trying to say to Job, just do whatever you did before all of this happened to you. Turn back to God. Say you're sorry. Repent of this sin you're clearly uh, full of, whether in secret or you know, whatever's going on and whatever you've done wrong to offend God. Turn away from that, go back to what you used to do, and then everything will be fine again. But of course, Eliphaz is, is, is missing some context. We know that not to be true. Job was a righteous man uh, in God's eyes. He didn't do anything wrong for this all to happen. And so to some extent here, Eliphaz is you want to hand him a shovel so he can dig his hole a bit deeper because he's not seeing the whole picture. And so in giving out this well-intended advice, I think he, he is um, condemning Job. If I was Job, I would almost be like, the last thing I need now after all that I've gone through is condemnation. I need, I need friendship, wisdom, absolutely. But condemnation in the sense of, well, you must have done something wrong. So just, just, you know, fix that and you'll be okay. That becomes a bit harder and it seems quite unkind and, and unloving. There are also subtle things that uh, Eliphaz says that I actually think he he's missed and it tells me that Eliphaz is stuck a little bit on the sound of his own voice rather than trying to walk in the shoes of Job and we run into this trouble sometimes when we have a word of advice we think God has spoken to us uh, it's so easy when we're standing on the outside of pain to look in and say, but here, here's your solution. Here's what you need to do. And we can keep talking and talking and talking and touch on little things that, that probably are big triggers in somebody's suffering. An example of that is Eliphaz, I think there are three instances where he speaks of children or makes reference to children in his conversation with Job. Bear in mind, Job has just lost all of his children. And so, for example, Eliphaz says, um, the mighty lion 
king of the beasts, roars mightily, but when he's toothless, he's useless. No teeth, no prey, and the cubs wander off to fend for themselves. To me, that's a little bit insensitive, knowing what uh, Job has just gone through. There's also, um, in, in chapter 5, he starts saying, I've seen it myself, seen fools putting down roots, and then suddenly their houses are cursed, their children out in the cold, abused and exploited, almost as if to say, and I don't think this is his intention, but if I was Job, I would take this personally, to say, but, you know, you've been a fool. I've seen it myself. I've seen fools putting down roots and then suddenly their houses are cursed. So this is on you, Job. Your children out in the cold, abused, exploited, and in your case, Job, dead, is your fault. So I think this is relatively out of place and we should be careful when we uh, give advice to God uh, or give advice to our, our um, friends and people we know and people that we come across who are suffering or in pain that we become attuned to and, and ask ask God to give us the words um, if words are required at all to stand with our friends and so I guess the um, the key kind of takeaways for me here two things um, we should learn what it means to comfort and not condemn when people are, are suffering. Comfort and not condemn. And the second thing is God usually can actually speak to him speak for himself. We don't necessarily have to be the mouthpiece. Sometimes we are. Um, but I think often being the mouthpiece is more about uh, carrying your friend to God rather than trying to be the words of God to your friend. Eliphaz makes reference to some vision that he had, and he claims that it was directly from God. He saw this uh, angelic being floating above and telling him who could be righteous, more righteous than God, etc. And that might all be well and good, but I don't think it's helpful to Job. And I wonder in this situation, what does love require of us? What, is it, what does it look like here? So God can speak for himself and we should probably learn what it means to comfort and not condemn. So uh, in our case, the last thing that's, that's important to us is we, unlike Job, have the benefit of testing things against the, the word of God um, and having Jesus as a friend who promises us that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. And so we've got a slightly different situation when we face suffering and pain. I think the way we should deal with advice that we get from friends or even advice that we give to friends in that time, we need to test it against the word of God. Um, 
and and almost do an exercise of discernment does this apply does this make sense should i listen to it because there are voices so many voices out there for us that will speak into our situation um it's the it's the people that say you know i don't want to get into your business but and sometimes that might that might be great advice and it might be helpful and sometimes we need to discern it and we have this tool we have the the word of god in front of me here to test it to see god what do i do with this and ultimately to take your pain and suffering it comes back to this to jesus who is our friend who loves us um uh, there's a song that, that just has this great line that says god is madly in love with you um and he's a good father to us and then to learn to see the bigger picture um all right so we will pick this up again uh next time